0: I'm McGruff, the crime dog, and I'm here to help take a bite out of crime. Rah! Oh, now there. Come on. Tell McGruff the problem. Well,
1: it's just hard being different.
0: Sure, it's hard being different. Just ask any dog in a raincoat. He'll tell
2: you.
3: Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Carpe GM Gamecast. Four geeks and a baby. Ooh, with Ted Danson. <laughs> yep, that, our special guest. Is that wrong? I don't. Huh?
4: Was
3: don't, Ted Danson in that movie? Was Ted Danson in that movie? Ted Danson was in Three Men and a Baby. What's that? Oh. <laughs> we don't watch that. I'm stuff. confused uh, yeah. now.
5: Little
1: Lady. Was there a Was there a sequel? Was that Little Lady? Three Men and a Little Lady. Ooh, that was a sequel, right? I have no idea. Was John Stamos in
3: those movies? Good Lord, where did they go? I like John Stamos. <laughs> what have i done i'm dan podcasting i'm steve i'm brian i'm mac
4: and i wish i was ted (laughs) dancing whoa who was that
3: this is our listener episode we are on the mics live with wolfish hunger
5: yeah congratulations you won a
3: prize of (laughs) two
4: prizes actually
3: oh really oh yeah what else did you win
4: I got the uh, steampunk cards. Oh yeah! Oh, nice. Yeah. How are those? Cool, but I wish that the uh, the cards themselves were a little bit more steampunky. Are they? Yeah. You you mistaken? wanted them to be
1: made out of something that was?
4: Yeah, I wanted them yeah. to have cogs and gears <laughs> and things like that.
1: No, I Only know. The
4: death card is uh is interesting.
1: I'm not sure anybody's uh doing the woodcuts for those right now, but uh, uh, we should market that. There's a, there's a niche to be filled.
4: Absolutely. Thank you very much for the cards. Absolutely.
3: Oh, thank you for listening. Matt, can I call you Matt? Yeah, of course. All right. You actually are a fellow podcaster, yes? I
4: I am a fellow podcaster,
3: yes. All right. Go ahead and introduce yourself to our listening audience.
4: My name is Matthew Perotti. I hail from Ridge, New York. It's out on Long Island. You might have seen it, that little doohickey hanging off the eastern seaboard. I have a podcast with some friends. Uh, It's called Probably Questionable Podcast, and we talk about everything and anything that comes to our head at any given time. We don't have nearly as many listeners as you guys, but uh, it's uh, it's fun. You wow! Know, so you have like, like two because we got like five. <laughs> got like five <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm definitely we can stand firm at two. Now,
1: hang on, I, you can count me among your listeners. And when I was listening to one of their episodes, I saw that uh, they, they, they went to Facebook for uh, for some questions, and they got uh, significantly many more responses than
4: we did when we were. Yeah, yeah we don't get. Any yeah, you got to help yeah. us with our Facebook outreach program cause we're like
5: <laughs> basically eighty year old men with a computer.
4: You know what it is? You gotta you gotta blast what you want on Facebook like seconds before you go live.
3: <laughs> is that what it is? That's
4: what I do. Tweet like ten minutes it. before we're about to record, I'm like, "Hey, any questions? Anyone want to say something?"
3: Oh, it's good.
2: Yeah.
1: Idea. It's actually it not like a bad idea. idea. We, yeah. we could probably have Tyler yeah. stand up at the bar before he drives over here. And, yeah. Uh,
5: yeah, he's usually there anyway. Hey, hey call guys. him up
1: and be like, "Hey, ask some people right wanna there. Take a
0: survey."
5: <laughs> I'm doing this for a radio show. <laughs> Now now
1: now probably questionable you do that with a few other people whose names I can I can uh, How many people are on
3: your show?
4: There are 4 people on our show standardly, but we have guests come in sometimes, but not anyone like of note like you guys talk to, you know, famous people? <laughs> famous. We just bring a bring a friend in or, you know, some drunk off the street. Well, that's actually kind of cool. That, that's yeah.
3: that's cool in and <laughs> yeah, of itself. Like, yeah. We had a drunk off the street walk in on one of our yeah. episodes. Yeah, right? yeah, we, yeah, we did. Ow. He turned in. Uh, he turned up on uh, one of the spoofs at the end of the
4: end yeah. of the show.
1: He walked in and started talking about Stargate, and then just freaked out and left.
3: Yeah.
4: yeah. Which Stargate?
1: Uh, uh, it was an SG one episode with
5: replicators. It was so, in. Our, it was
1: in our horror stories from.
5: Previous so you're from New York, Long Island. Yes. Do You
4: have a local game store out there you go to. And this I is this is have, Brian. By the I'm way. Brian. By the way. Hello. I do have a local game store. By the way, it's uh, called Men at Arms Hobbies. Cool. It, I've been going there for, um, actually, uh, it's it's a fact that I went there before I was even born. Oh, my yeah? My mother was went in there with uh, my dad when I was in the womb, so.
2: <laughs> That's yes. awesome.
4: Yeah.
5: So it's been around for a long time?
4: Yeah, it's been around for quite some time. That's pretty I used awesome. To, uh, I think the story would have been...
3: If I'm it, sorry? I said I think the story would have been uh, a little more creepy had you been conceived in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> or in the, the store. On top, the in the store? <laughs> on top of the back issues. On top of the back issues. That's pretty cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, mean,
5: I never really
1: asked. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Um I don't know how far you are away from like I mean how long how far is that away from Jersey? Uh, I have no idea, man. Uh (laughs) uh, uh, (laughs) Uh,
4: I don't know. I'm I'm, about an hour and a half from Jersey.
5: Okay. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Tell 'em Steve Dave podcast and the uh it's uh Kevin Smith's friends. Uh yeah, and uh they have that comic book store in Jersey uh and red, the sec- red Bank, red bank yeah the secret stash i don't know you're just near it and i was just wondering if you'd ever been <laughs> near to it you know oh, there's oh, a couple
1: that's... lines a of la- uh, uh, latitude between us and and them so yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah is that the one that they have the show at Longitude. yes yes it's it Longitude. is dang it okay. yeah i've never been there i've been to uh midtown comics which is a fairly famous comic book uh, yes it is uh, yeah. yeah i actually have a membership there it's a pretty sweet deal oh really hundred dollars you get twenty dollars free it's
3: not bad at all that's whole. pretty cool. cool and
4: it it's commutative, so you can come in there. Yeah, just whenever. Here, yeah. five here.
5: I know DC actually sometimes does covers specifically for Midtown Comics. Like you can only get really, there. yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's-
4: hmm. Matt, what are you reading? Comic books or books or? Uh, let's let's
5: start with comic books since we were on that.
4: Yeah, uh, comic books. Uh, mostly, I read the uh, Mignola verse, so hmm, cool. Hellboy, BPRD, uh, Baltimore, all that good stuff. I also do uh, some X-Men, and I just pick up anything, really. I don't read much, if at all, DC. Yeah,
5: that, gotcha.
4: That's about it. Have you been reading in Hellboy in Hell at all? Yes, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not caught up. I uh, I just went to the comic book store yesterday because they stopped carrying uh, being able to take credit, so I had to go I've, get cash. I've
5: heard it's support. really, really
3: good.
4: Yeah, I, I know. I read the first one. I was like, this is awesome.
3: Cool. Being a, yeah. uh, a world-famous podcaster like yourself... Uh, you have to have a a huge price tag on your pull at the comic shop. What's that cost you?
4: Oh, um, this time it was twenty, but I have like a hook up there.
3: Brian had a look on his face, like rookie. <laughs> I feel
4: <laughs> Brian. Brian, what's your pull up to?
3: I just went to the store.
5: Two or three days ago, after I got my uh, tax return back, and I had like a hundred and forty-seven dollar <laughs> oh, pull.
4: Awesome! Yeah. He doesn't go
5: all the time. Yeah, I, that was about two, uh, three weeks, two or three weeks worth of stuff. But wow. it's usually That's respectable. Yeah, it's generally like a 50, 45 fifty dollar pull. They, every They've week.
1: shaken down the podcast before for yeah, his pull like, money.
4: Where's he at? Where's the money? <laughs> <laughs> when, He's, when I used to, uh, when I used to go into the city and uh, and sell my wares, I. Uh, I was reading a lot more comics, but now I I don't have the time. I well, I can't find the time that I used to have to read them. So,
3: you got where is what, we're where's what where's where that would that
4: be? Um, where's is an interesting way for me to say, uh, say sperm. Wow, that is
3: really not that far away
4: from what all of us at this yeah. table were thinking.
2: <laughs> Good.
3: I'm pretty I'm sure man,
4: the... I'm the only man that you'll know that has viable sperm and does not have a child to prove it.
3: Fantastic. I'll keep you in mind. <laughs> <laughs> <N-uh>. <laughs> uh. I'm pretty sure you broke Brian, oh, by the way. Uh, I
4: made a boatload of money. <laughs> oh, my God. That was great. <laughs> that's, that's neat. That's,
5: uh,
1: I got some roommates <clears throat> that I'm going to give your number to. Is, <laughs> uh,
3: you have to forgive my, forgive my cough money. this episode. I got a little thing going on. Oh, my goodness. You don't have your soda. Yeah. <clears throat> give me a minute. Let's take I live in
2: these white walls alone. Regardless where I'm going where I'm coming from. I smoke my weed and watch TV. Doing all this thinking made me weary on
3: my feet. And wow, okay. Where were we? Selling your wares. <laughs> yep, uh, that's wherever we were. <laughs> uh, Moving on. <laughs> So you're, you're, you're reading uh, BPRD and yep. and the like. Uh, well, what, he's got
1: a yeah. gaming store he goes to and a comic book shop that he goes to elsewhere. Uh, the gaming store, what do you play? That's what I was yeah, going to. What do next. you play? What, what kind of games are you
3: playing right now?
4: Games I'm playing right now are only RPGs and they're basically happening in my basement, which is behind me.
3: Cool. Fair enough.
4: But I haven't gone to the game store in years, but I do play with big quotes around these, <laughs> these games, like um, the Games Workshop games, basically gotcha. all of them besides Blood Bowl.
3: Okay, and uh, I'm, I'm kind
4: of in getting yeah. into the privateer press, uh, war machine, and hordes.
5: Yes, I have played all these. I actually played uh, 40k today earlier. Oh, I've cool. got a I've got a pretty big uh, Circle of Arboros
1: hordes army myself.
4: Oh, nice. Yeah. I uh, I've been collecting just like random figures, and then I kind of looked at what I had, and I was like, okay, I could probably yeah. play something with this. I
1: like privateer because you could get in with significantly less buy-in. It seems yeah, like it's, less, it's yeah, it's a less it's a less money
5: sink. Yeah,
4: yeah, but I don't like... Uh, I mean, their figures are beautiful, but I don't like their plastics. Uh, they yeah. really, really bother me.
1: They expect people to kind of bit those a lot, I think.
4: I, well, it's just like they, they might as well be metal because there's no give to them. Yeah, yeah. Besides the fact that the lighter, I, I feel like there's no point.
1: I swear, I think they're cutting it as though they were going to be for, for metal molds, and then they just...
3: They probably just use the same molds or same cast or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's there aren't metal people... versions available either, oh. so like... Well, yeah, weird, it's,
0: it's for people that don't really care about if they're plastic or not, they just don't want to spend as much.
1: Well, they came to plastics late too. I was going to say, yeah. I thought pri- privateer first was all metal. Yeah. and yeah. Recently, yeah. they started doing plastic, stuff, which cut down the price point a lot. A but, lot. But like uh, Matt's saying, they're not the yeah. not the greatest. No. Thing, yeah, like, yeah seen that's seen material.
4: And when you come from Games Workshop games, where you're spoiled by the yes. amount of stuff on sprues. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then you get you you can build like this is the model you can build, and that's it.
1: I tell you, I got I got cuts in my hands from sprues.
5: Yeah.
4: Yep. And, yeah, hours of super
5: calluses of super glue three inches thick trying to put-
4: get all the cuts on your fingers from the razor blade yeah yep so i'm not r- scared of a blade coming out my finger anymore after all that yep. yeah yeah you'll yeah. live you'll live
5: so uh said- rpg wise yeah, there you go what are you uh what what games are you playing are uh you know tabletop rpgs
4: currently we've started the iron kingdoms rpg cool is that a d20 based system no, it is not. It is a privateer press, the six side system.
5: Oh, yeah, it's, it's the.
4: It's literally the their game, but as an RPG. Yeah! Wow!
1: Yeah, like, it's cool. even it's even like uh, transferable a little bit, right? Yep, it is yeah. transferable. You so could wait, you could plop war a, machine. Yeah, you yep, could plop you a could plop... you could plop a model down on a war machine yep. thing and go. That's my guy.
2: Oh huh. yes, sir. Yeah.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's and smart so, the war machine league at our uh, war machine and hordes league at our. Uh, uh, local comic book shop is, uh, they they were running it for a little while as a supplement to their like lead games and
4: stuff. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that... I want to start another 4E campaign. We but, just uh... did. Well, I'm sorry?
5: We just started a fourth edition campaign like uh, oh, yeah? a couple weeks ago. If cool. we, We'd be doing it more regularly if it weren't for Mac.
1: Yeah, I, I keep not showing up. Bachelor party, hangover, etc.
4: Wow, nice. Yeah. So you want to start That's another a... 4E game? Yeah. Thought about doing next, but... All my friends were like, oh, we love the way 4E, you can just do everything on the computer, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, fine.
5: <laughs> I really want to try next, too. I've, I've looked at the PDFs a lot for it, and yeah. I, I've been looking at their Facebook posts as the game uh-huh. is evolving. And it seems like it's getting put together pretty well, uh, kind of focusing more on storytelling uh, again. Well, i
3: got to tell you, that it, they're, they're really reaching back into all the old systems and pulling out a, a lot of the fun parts. And... Um, I'm I'm not too hip on the playtest. I I don't really like the limits and everything. I'm but I am excited about a core book. That's um, what a playtest is,
5: Dan.
1: Yeah, uh,
3: right. But I'm excited about the finished rules and what they decide. It's, on. it's
1: it's scope that impresses Dan. So, like until he has it, he's not
5: gonna be impressed. Well, then he should probably. Well, yeah, he, he's waiting.
1: Okay, I'm waiting. Geez.
3: I'm not anything. Right any you, you know cool what, about you know it. what,
5: man? I, uh, Mac, I was actually going for a mouthwash joke with the scope, but oh, you, s- you snub wow. me. Yeah, you snub me. It's uh
1: way to go, Mac. More familiar with their line of toothbrushes.
4: Go ahead, Matt. I did run a uh, a, a next game with with big air quotes around next. Right. Just like a one shot, it was a bunch of elves uh, as like terrorists um, <laughs> trying to destroy a far-reaching uh, human imperial city.
5: All right, I'm in. Was it fun? Did you like
4: the game, overall you know, experience? It, it was fun, yeah. It's just very freeform. Like, it's old school.
3: Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's
4: the only thing I can... Like, this makes me feel like I'm a teenager again playing, like, um, AD&D. And I'm pretty sure that's wow. what
3: makes me excited about the prospect of yeah.
4: the next right. system. I would like, really I, like the If play... I had to
1: say I had one main problem with 4th Ed, it'd be that it focused too much on combat. Do you think that's not true of Next?
4: Um, I feel like it, it's... You can more easily hide it from yourself you know what i'm saying gotcha yeah okay you can still play next as a very combat oriented game but i've always had a lot of combat in my games mm-hmm. so like when i was a kid we used to line up a table filled with orcs and put like a temple at the other side and just put our figures at once and be like, all right we need to be on the top <laughs> of that temple a to b
5: <laughs> like, yeah.
4: you know yeah. orcs had six hit points we were just cleaving through three at a time
3: I have, that personally, actually sounds kind of fun. Yeah, well, yeah. When I was a kid, we had a like a pond very close to the side of our house and um, <laughs> started started getting snakes. It's called a and, sinkhole. No, it was a pond. Oh. <laughs> started getting a bunch of snakes and stuff near the near the house and nice. my stepdad decided to fill it in. So for about three years, we had massive piles of dirt next to my house. Maybe, I mean, I was a kid. They looked like they were 100 feet tall. They were probably close to 10 and uh, I'd take my... My GI Joes out there, and my buddy from down the street, and we would use the GI Joes as miniatures, and we were essentially playing an old school D D game where we were climbing the mountain to kill the dragon. And that's pretty cool. It was a lot nice. of fun. A lot, a lot of, uh, you know, God, God rest their heads. A lot of GI Joes didn't make it out of that pond. <laughs> did, you take your, did
0: you take your BMX bike out there too? And yeah. Like, no.
3: no. Oh, the, ah. the, the amazing thing was fall down after it was all over. Yeah. My stepdad bought me a go kart that I could then ride around on what used nice. to be the pond and nice. became a go-kart track. It nice. was amazing. Steve, you got any questions for Matt? <sighs> I don't know. It looks like Brian I'm Brian. not Steve,
5: but I'm Brian. <laughs> I was going to ask you, is there anything, is there any oh. other gaming things outside of, you know, tabletop games, card games, comic books? Is there any other, like, geek nerd stuff that you are into, like video games is, or anything like that? What's and your geek? What's your geek? Actually, yes. And then my second he part said of that, it. God damn it. <laughs> and then the second part of the question would be, what are you looking forward to?
4: Uh, in terms of what's my geek, I do claim to play video games. Yeah, uh, I have a PS3, play Call of Duty sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. I have other games like Skyrim and Final Fantasy Thirteen and Cross Edge, and I love the Disgaea franchise. Oh, nice. And, and stuff like that, but I don't play as much as I want. I'm actually wanting to buy another PlayStation Three to put it upstairs with the nice TV so I can access the Blu ray and the nice T V and hopefully I'll play PlayStation Three more. But I can
1: I can remember for the frame. longest time it was the cheapest Blu ray you could
4: buy. Yeah. 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 And and now it was now it's the just...
3: easiest interface to, to connect to the internet too. Yeah too.
4: Yeah. And uh, in terms of what am I looking for on the horizon, um I think I can say that I'm excited about Star Wars episode seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. I think we
3: all are. Even I'm, even if it's uh, the same six years away, <laughs> even if it's the same excitement you see, you feel whenever you see the guy slamming on his brakes and he's about to hit the dude in front of him, exactly. it's the same excitement. I'm waiting for the crash. <laughs> it's gonna happen, or waiting for the amazing feat of, yeah. of like driving recovery. skill it, that stops that wreck. It's from like happening.
0: I, I could do something to stop this, but <laughs> at the last minute, at the last second in your brain, you're like, no, I want to
1: see this. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like buying the ticket yeah jeez uh you do, do you hear that uh lucas let fly that han leia and, and and luke are basically were basically already signed even before he sold to disney oh really yeah but then,
4: yeah. But then you hear all these reports coming out from uh you know mark Hamill, oh i didn't sign anything and And oh, Leia signed first, but oh wait, no.
1: Yeah, well, you know how Disney is with leaks about their products. So, what do you want to bet that anybody who's still doing business with them got the got the letter? You know. Yeah.
3: Well, that's just just them posturing. I'm pretty sure that's just them uh, uh, posturing so that they can still renegotiate their contract. This is
1: Mark Hamill going. Disney's got more money in the world than Lucas did. Yeah.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I would be really, really, really interested just to see. You know, some old Luke Skywalker being a old I want to see him make badass. Jedi Master. He yeah. never did. Just yeah. kind of, like, walking around gray-haired, and then maybe give me a little Joker laugh, and then yeah. that's it.
4: You want a Joker laugh yeah, in a Star Wars yeah. movie? <laughs> That'd be weird. Yeah.
5: A little, little... The
4: thing is, he he didn't age that way. They'd have to progress the story so much farther than I think they're thinking to do it.
1: No, I'm hoping they are, because cause the... they're not... I, I, I don't know what story they want to tell, and supposedly they're going to be telling something fresh
5: with th- slightly different characters, but... uh I heard they're kind of gonna like go way of the canon that the of old what, happened, can- after, of what yeah. happened afterwards, you know, just the- like the prequels. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I actually have heard too that there was a speculation that they're going to go back and remake the prequels too and just kind of erase those. Dear God.
1: Uh, oh! Uh, if I, they did that, if they just thumbed their nose at the prequels, uh, they'd be heroes. Uh,
5: yeah, J.J. Abrams would never do it, though. Uh, but I've heard that as some rumor speculation. But I've also heard that, like all of the, uh, you know, like Timothy Zahn books and all those, the Heir to the Empire and the New Jedi Order and stuff. I feel I hear that they're just gonna erase all that or just ignore that and kind of do their own thing.
1: One of the first Star Wars I hope, books I... I ever read was was Truce at Bakura, which is about immediately after the Battle of Endor. Like, they go immediately to another planet. That's
5: the one with, like, the raptor in it, right? I don't... Huh? There's, like, a dinosaur in it or
1: something. I'm not sure if there's a dinosaur. I think there is some weird alien species that they hadn't met before. But anyway. Yeah, they, they go to some like, slight off-world because there's a distress signal or whatever, and they're like, well, I guess there's no more empire to answer any of these distress signals, and they go there, and it's the imperial governor still running the planet, and there's stormtroopers all over it, and they're like, hey, the empire's over, and he's like, nobody told me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, 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 you imagine what happened. Like, it'd take forever for this to, like, figure out. Like,
5: Well, and uh, I
1: thought that was a neat storyline, but but uh, it it is sort of just the the. Hey, you ever wonder what happened after that? You know, like (laughs) I I always love they win the Battle of Endor, but there's still a gigantic fleet right there, like (laughs) sitting there. How are they not all dead? Everybody Everybody go home, I guess. It's like, oh my god, the the
4: executor crashed into the Death Star. Run away! Yeah, I don't know. You gotta watch the Robot Chicken Star Wars episodes. They explain that very well.
5: Oh yeah, okay,
1: nice. When
4: the guys go guys go come on we can crush them we have them now no 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 they killed the emperor and they destroyed the death star that's it
1: <laughs> yeah, and they go, yeah oh, it's over those were the rules <laughs>
3: yeah. yep. want to go in the hot tub
1: oh yeah i guess that is what it is if nobody's making everybody do this crap they anymore, just go they home. just go home <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> all independent contractors haven't you seen clerks yeah yeah
3: yeah that's funny
5: i don't know i think it's i'm really excited for it as well especially seeing a star wars movie in the hands of jj abrams with disney money it's gonna be cool. Oh, I'm, you've already got my money.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be something. Just a matter it's of gonna be get it out there. You've only got, you've already got my money.
1: So I guess that means uh, Star Wars rather than Star Trek for you, huh?
4: Yes, although I did like the new Star Trek movie. I've never watched anything old, but the new Star Wars, the new Star Trek movie, was cool.
1: Hang on, hang on, hang on. You've you've never watched anything old. Oh my God! You just igni- <laughs> you just ignited the wrong okay. bomb.
3: You broke Brian earlier. You. I, I'm not sure what this Lift transformation the is for here. Mac yet.
4: <laughs> what you
3: never seen? You, uh,
1: Next Generation. You ever seen Next Generation? Yeah.
4: I've seen a couple episodes, but I haven't episodes, like sat down yeah. and watched it. You know what right. I mean? None
1: of the movies. No movies. No, no. No Rathacon. No Rathacon.
4: I think I was. I think uh, Rathacon was on one day, and I saw. Was it Were there horses that were at the con, or was that something <laughs> No,
1: that was Star Trek 5. All right, never mind. All right, never mind. This
5: is awesome. You that are, was, that uh, was Star Trek
1: 5. That was the naked fan dance and the horses. Matt,
5: thank you so much. Matt, God. you're oh, in man. the same that's boat amazing. as me if I would have never met Mac. Because I was like, what's a <laughs> Yeah, Star- what's a Star I make Trek? people go
1: to school.
3: <laughs> oh, that's
5: amazing.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. I don't mean. Uh, thanks we, we thanks for embarrassing yourself on our podcast. <laughs>
4: We can get away from the stars and stick to Earth and talk about how exciting the prospect of the S.H.I.E.L.D. show is going to be. I am. Oh, you just hit my number right there.
5: Coulson back on the show. Spoilers. Coulson. I'm oh, just spoilers. You, man. Oh, He's I guess can. if you haven't seen the Avengers, <laughs> if you're one of the two people in the entire world who haven't seen the Avengers, spoilers, <laughs> he, one of the characters dies that's not an Avenger. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, Matt, hang back. on. Before we keep going on Matt, you've seen the Avengers, right?
4: Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, was <laughs> like,
1: oh, sure. I was hoping Bass wasn't coming down
5: on you real hard. Uh, regardless, no. yeah, Colson, <laughs> I'm assuming we'll be back. There's gonna be they're gonna focus on small time guys. You know, probably like maybe Jessica Drew. We might see like a we'll get we'll get aim going. Probably Victoria Hand. Victoria. Yeah, some hand probably. We'll see more Hydra probably. Yeah. Viper. What about it? Are you excited about?
4: I'm just excited to see a Marvel TV show.
5: Yeah. That'll what network? Awesome. What, what network's carrying it? Fox, I think, or ABC. No, ABC. It's probably ABC because Disney. Disney, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah it's got to be ABC. Uh,
5: have if you ever watched I uh, I don't know if you're into like animation or anything, but uh, some of the Marvel cartoons have been really, really good recently. The Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, I think it's called, has been. I haven't
4: watched them, but I want to.
5: It's really good. I, I suggest. Is that it.
4: the one
1: where they all look like Pez dispensers?
5: Where they're like, no, 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 no. That's the like superhero <laughs> squad, or that's the one for the really little kids. Yeah, that's the oh, one okay. for
4: kids. Yeah,
5: there's there's one. Uh. That Earth Heroes is pretty good and uh, Ultimate Spider-Man is kind of a witty take on Spider-Man right now they're doing. It's pretty good too if you if you like Spider-Man. But uh, if, if you, you like have, Spider-Man. If you like if you have Netflix at all, m- almost all of the episodes of both of those shows are on there to instant
2: watch.
0: Yeah. And the 1960s Spider-Man cartoon show. And the 1960s oh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man cartoon, cartoon. cartoon show. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does Spider-Man. drugs. Spider-Man.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Spiderman. All right.
3: Uh, Matt, you also have some other things going on besides your podcast. You, um, you're in an improv troupe.
4: I am in an improv troupe. Elaborate. Well, uh, I'm sure all of you have seen uh, uh what's the name of the show? Who's Lines? Who line anyway? anyway, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I perform something similar to that. You know, we we go up there, we perform games, improvisational fooled, sketch but we don't have any scripts, any knowledge of what's going to go on. We use audience suggestions to drive the scenes. I bet it's pretty fun. Neat. Yeah. It's a good time. Uh, I have uh, a couple of videos on YouTube of just, like, scenes that, that we did. Not particularly good, you know, film work, but, you know, we wanted to get them on the internet somewhere. Well, sure. Pass uh, cool. pass
3: those links on to me, and I'll, yeah, I'll uh, get put them in the, in
5: the show notes. notes. Put on, or, yeah, and then we can put it up on the Facebook page whenever the thing comes up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
4: And, actually, I have a show tomorrow at a cafe, and uh, hopefully we're going to have more shows coming, so. Cool. Cool. Is this an improv show, or? Yeah, it's an improv show, yep. Is it you and a group of people? or Yes, is... it's, it's me and a, and a group of people. Yep.
5: No, he's so a mine. Be
4: five <laughs> know, no, I, I,
5: you might be the one show improv man. I don't know what you're doing. I, you,
4: you That'd just be ask, rough. Just ask, nobody to, nobody to play
5: up. off of? Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's
4: Robin Williams' stand-up, the one-man improv show. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yeah, oh, yeah
0: oh, hey, hey, good. Harry, Harry Knuckles. Don't, uh, oh,
5: oh.
2: <laughs> don't,
3: don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't
2: look at it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> don't even look at it. Don't even think about it.
0: And then make you make a weird you,
4: story for a bar one day. Then you watch a wild night in Vegas. Yeah. Oh yeah, I f***ed a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where'd everyone go? <laughs> uh,
3: good stuff. Uh, what's your improv troop's name?
4: Well, funny you should ask. We recently are killing the troop that exists now. This okay, will be the like last show character. of the turnstiles as we stand at this moment.
1: And by killing it, you mean that somebody's leaving.
4: Yes, chainsaws. but it's more that we. Somebody's just being got,
5: forcefully removed.
4: Yeah, we got fed up with the kind of the some of the people that were in it, and <laughs> oh. also
1: Larry like, and Dave.
4: The bad credit we got at a couple places because of just bad shows, bad everything. So you need to
1: get away from the rep.
4: Yeah, so yeah. we decided to reform, and now we're going to be IPA. <laughs> Neat
0: as, nice. in, as in the beer, <laughs> India Pale Ale.
4: See, see, I like the beer, but it's going to be improv plus audience comedy.
1: All right. Brian, you haven't listened to their show, but they uh, always have their uh, uh, daddy sodas. Yeah. Yep. Daddy sodas in every episode. And I've actually learned quite a bit about beer terminology.
4: Are you drinking one now? Uh, I wish. No, okay. I'm not. I I, I, gotta, I, right, I drinking. For, uh, Wednesday's podcast. But, I am uh, drinking
3: I, delicious Mendota Springs sparkling water. No calories, water no sodium. He's
4: got, what, he's got water, water in a can. Water in a can? <laughs> Where did you get that? Is that That's for... fascinating? Where... Yeah, honestly, where did you get water What's in a can? be on that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see, here in the Midwest, away from large bodies of water, sometimes
4: is what? it uh, is it pongable? <laughs> 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 <It's a> pong-able. <laughs> is it chocolatey? I, I, I got to no tell you, no,
1: I threw a party one time where we did a, a blacklight basement kind of thing, and we played pong on. Uh, we, we 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 covered a table in laundry detergent. And then put saran wrap over it because that fluoresces in a black light. And we filled all the cups
5: with, uh, what was it? Club soda because that fluoresces. And listeners, if you can call back, this is not the first time Matt has talked <laughs> about how to make a black light room more yeah. interesting with
4: colors.
1: Well, I was just going to recommend it to Matt as maybe a fun <laughs> just, thing you could do for just a Just don't do it game. at that a hotel room. That sounds awesome. Man. Thanks, Matt.
4: <laughs> That's great. Irish New Year is coming up. I'll keep it in mind. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Okay. Pa- so pardon get-
1: me for a moment, Matt. Uh,
4: you bunch of. <laughs>
1: All right, here we go.
5: Let's get back to the real topic here. Where, Where the, the fuck did you get canned soda?
3: Oh, back to I me. I mean, canned, canned water. water. Oh. Um,
1: grocery. Tell store. me out of a machine. Oh, Damn store. it!
3: Wow, dude. I, I've got a twelve pack of it in the fridge. You have a twelve pack of water. <laughs> I do. It's
5: fizzy. Sparkling water. It's sparkling. No, it's not. It is. It is it's fizzy. Yes. What's the difference? The bubbles. You know what's it's funny? Like it's been sitting is.
1: on a ledge behind him for like an hour and a half. <laughs> it's not
5: fizzy I anymore. Thought, well. Okay, honestly, I thought it was some sort of blueberry soda.
3: Nope. But <laughs> now that's ridiculous.
5: Water. <laughs> what am I twelve? <laughs> Blueberry's the thing these days. Ocean
1: Spray's making a diet blueberry juice. And... Oh,
5: speaking of drinks, did you know they made wow. a freeze
3: version of the Baja Blast? What have I? I never it's know like what's going to set these guys well, off, man. You
5: just got to put it on I, ice. Hey, I mean, <laughs> no, you like make it, a, you know, the Baja Blast. Yeah. Matt, have you ever had a Baja Blast from Taco Bell? Yes,
4: of course. I know what what's all Bell is. those all those things. <laughs> do they do they have those in your in Europe? your foreign land? Um, they, one, it's very far away, though.
5: Really? Really?
1: Oh man! No.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we actually just Hook, we had the rehearsal, line, and everyone was talking sinkers. about how they wanted the Doritos Locos cool, Taco. Yeah, I just had some cool like ranch. twenty minutes ago. They're
5: so, so good. Oh, still we smells sent like my it. girlfriend
4: out to get like two. Twelve packs of it. Yeah, and they came back with tacos. But guess what? They ran out of the Cool Ranch ones. I the bought room ours. Was devastated.
5: I, I'm sorry, I and mean, it's really a devastation. And I feel bad because a couple days ago, this is about the fourth or fifth time I've had these Cool Ranch tacos <laughs> since they've come out. And the other day, I was driving there on the way to work, and I bought them out of them. And they, I wanted like ten of them, and they only said they had like seven left. And I'm like, give them to me.
4: So I felt bad for all the cars behind me, but suck it. <laughs> <laughs> no those are good they are I don't eat uh, fast food very often but th- I had that the day it came out it was delicious
5: I agree it's too bad you already got a
1: girlfriend because this is turning into a pretty good like interview for like a dating website you yeah, can always we can throw, just this throw this
5: up yeah you can throw it up
4: there anyway see what happens yeah alright you know <laughs> he's got options you always willing to trade <laughs> up
1: if, <Yeah. laughs> the, if the right deal
4: comes along you know? that's right I mean yeah. my mother always told me don't uh, you know marry for money if not for you know me for her <laughs> <All right. laughs> <Yeah>. sounds <laughs> good, good one good
3: one <laughs> So you got the improv troupe, and yes. uh, you just finished, you recently finished filming a movie.
1: Oh, hang on, hang uh, on. You were you were not going to be the turnstiles. You were going to be, what was the new name? The IP.
3: The
4: IP? IP? Yeah. IP oh,
3: I knew that. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Okay, anyway, movie? So,
1: movie.
4: Yeah, I uh, in 2010, actually, we finished filming the movie. It's called uh, Reality Kills, The Burning More Incident. And unfortunately, it's only being released in Europe. But I did pre-order Ooh. a copy, and it is on its way here. And I'm kind of excited about it. I'm actually a principal actor. I'm not just background. Oh, yeah, I was like going are you work. like
3: a guy walking out of the bathroom? Or?
4: No, I'm actually a principal actor. Nice. That's
3: awesome. Lines well, yeah. and credit. Yeah.
4: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, nice. I'm actually on IMDB. My uh, subscription expired, so there's no pictures anymore. But gotcha, yeah. if you look uh, up uh, Burning More Incident, I'm there. What's? Uh, I think uh, they call me the contractor now. What's used to have the name of the character, but now it's just contractor. The
0: contractor. This is, what's the movie about? Can you, can you tell us it's about it? It's
4: about... Um, a place in Brooklyn that yeah. a reality show, a, a, you know, a contracting company goes in and they're going to turn into a bed and breakfast, yeah. but they're doing it as like a reality show, like, you know, the build. Right. Right. So they set up all these like little cameras to like big brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a uh, serial killer lives there. Oh, ah. <laughs> nice. And, and he murders us all. <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> and it's, nice. and it's all spoilers, fixed dude. Fixed cam, odd <laughs> angle stuff.
4: It was actually cool because I actually had to get killed twice.
0: So is this like a like a found footage thing? Yes. Oh, because exactly. I'm a su- I'm a sucker for those. Me too. I'll watch I'll watch those no matter how bad. Well, I'm not not to say you know.
1: I like them when they're not <laughs> shaky cam. I like I, them. Yeah, I like when they're fixed. Angle. I
0: used to hate that stuff, but now I'm a sucker for those found footage things. I mean, I, I watched uh, was it uh, Grave Encounters the other day,
1: and that was that was kind of cool, but. You watch the worst crap ever. Honestly. I do. I do. Yeah. Netf- Netflix is a tool, not a toy.
5: Yeah, I know. Seriously. I'll just come home and like see, like, what has Steve watched on the TV today? And it's like monster fights or some crap. Or, like- there he is. Oh, bam. There you are. He's we- at the top of your screen, Second Town. You are the carpenter. You're the carpenter. Yep.
4: Yeah, That's we- it. That's what they call me. We found- used to say stew, but no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go.
3: Uh, you... Y- Your claims have been... Founded. Founded. That's correct. I was
4: also in uh, the season finale of the second season of Bored to Death. Really? Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, man. I'm going to have to watch that now.
4: They did did something called... It's whatever one has the Brooklyn Comic Con. Okay. I have... You can see my watch. (laughs) Like, for whatever reason, it caught the light. Kind of watches it. And you just see it. And I'm like, there I am again. There I am again. <laughs> I am again. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, uh... You
1: should you get be- stills and make, like, a photo montage. You're like, here I am in this
5: show. And frame it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, are you trying to branch out for that sort of acting? Like, try to get I, acting
4: jobs? I'd, I'd love to do that. It's just, uh... You have to commit, you know, and... Yeah, you gotta spend all, all your time well. going
3: to... Yeah.
5: Yeah.
4: And I don't live in New York City, so... That, how yeah, far that's from-
3: terrible. Huge time constraint. Massive, uh, massive commitment. Yep. Not really good pay. How far from oh, New York? Why don't you just you? become a full time podcaster? Yeah, podcaster. Uh, if
4: I could find a way to make money <laughs> out of it, I would.
5: Telling yeah. us, uh, <laughs> yeah, right.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, I live. If there's no traffic, I could be in the city in forty five minutes to an hour. It's about an hour and fifteen minute train ride from the train station. I
5: think. yeah, you're on the other end of Long Island. Yeah. Bam. I have seen a map.
4: <laughs> I am retarded.
5: I do not know where things are. He says, I am near New York, and the first thing... Brian, said,
1: if I asked you where pretty much anything in uh, the Forgotten Realms was, you could probably tell me. Uh, yeah. Pretty sure that there are maps on the there's wall maps of, of Forgotten, the Forgotten Realms. Realm. Just none of them are of real places. <laughs> yes, there's maps on the wall
5: of the Skyrim world of Forgotten Realms. Well, I they mean, should
1: just make maps like that still. You're, yeah. not, you know you're not retarded. You just applied yourself differently. Yeah. Yeah.
4: D- don't worry about it. I bet uh, any one of us could... Uh, navigate Liberty City from Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <to> Canada,
3: <our laughs> neighborhood. I, did, I didn't play much yeah, of it. That's Wait, true. that's not New York. Uh, I totally could, but uh, it basically is, but it's
1: <laughs> yeah. also not. New York is
3: much larger. Harder to get a tank to drop out of the air. You're yeah. right, probably a <laughs> little, uh, little bit harder. A little bit. If you're, in I don't the right know. District. I've seen the Die Hard movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. those Die Hard
5: movies, right? <laughs> and the
3: third one, the third one, All that right. one. All best. right, well, well, Matt, you actually came on the show for a reason, and it wasn't just a chit chat, <laughs> yeah. which is fine been a lot of fun but i think we need to take a quick break and then come back and get to our topic
2: all
3: right welcome back uh, Matt, you, uh, you had a topic that you wanted to discuss. You want to throw it out here in the middle of the table and we'll see I what happens to did. it? I uh, did.
4: My topic is uh, when things in character generation shape the world in which the players play.
3: So before the dice have ever been rolling in ba- rolled in battle or um, before the first NPC has been talked to, you're talking about the building of the backstory and how it affects the way the GM is going to run the game? Or...
4: I'm talking about like the the, the actual like um, the makeup of the world.
1: Yeah, world building. Yeah, like yeah,
4: could... uh, the like water is green. Okay. Do you, you know something like that? Do you something have as a particular... silly as that up into something as radical as what happened in my last four E game or my second to last 4E I, game? I
1: was I was about to say. Do you have a particular story made this topic occur to you?
4: I I do have a particular story. Um, we were playing a four E game. Where I, I didn't really think of a, like, I do a lot of improv, obviously. Yeah. And a lot of times I'll just, like, I'll be like, all right, guys, let's play a campaign. And I'll just think about how we're going to do it on the fly. I won't really have a general thing in mind. Right. So everyone's rolling up their characters, and they're all making their own little backstories. And that's great. And one friend I have, he makes a Dragonborn Avenger. Right. And he makes his name Kylan, the last Dragonborn.
3: Oh, great. Yeah, okay. okay nice. So he instantly created... Yeah. A, a shortage guess what nobody else can be
1: dragonborn
4: so I said to him I said you can't be the last what if there's another dragonborn he says then I'll kill him <laughs> 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 he's the highlander <laughs> and I said dude you can't do that he goes I will <laughs> so I, I thought about it like you know we finished the, for the night they went home and I thought about it and I thought about it and I was like okay alright so I texted him and you guys know about dragonborns right? Yeah, right yeah, yeah okay I asked him I said hey man do you have a tail and he goes, hell yeah, I have a tail. Why wouldn't I? And I was like, thank you very much. So <laughs> I decided that in this world, the dragonborns were exiled thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. They were taken off the planet by some gods. Okay. and But some of them obviously were missed. And they bred with lizard men. Ah. And the blood drew very, very thin. So he thinks but he's the last dragonborn. Because yeah. it was strong enough to make a quote-unquote dragonborn.
5: All right. Okay. Which
4: is what he was. Which, so that's which, how I worked it out.
5: Which is something that's not an actual pure-blood dragonborn, hence the tale. Yes. So you change the whole world based on his... Based on his, yep. ...his character's, not even name, his surname. Yep. And <laughs> his defiance to your uh, yes. suggestion to change exactly. it. All
4: right. Well, that And sounds- the whole plot of the story, they didn't get as far as I wanted because one of them moved away and the group kind of fell apart but what happened was you know he was the last dragonborn and the they they were exiled to another planet but the dragonborn always wanted it to go home cuz they became you know nasty and and wanted back so they hired pirates from the astral sea to ferry them back to the world like manually okay and one game a ship an airship came down and burned up in the atmosphere and basically all of these dragonborns were just exploding everywhere <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was really weird for them because I was having them like go and like there were dragonborns hidden in uh you know barrels and it was all just bones Wow so
1: and it, they're it, going hey where are all these from yeah. that's
4: it, it was fun if it would, if it would have continued it would have been a much better that's actually a pretty cool ending. story yeah. like you'd
1: have shown are, him
4: are you normally the GM for your group
5: Unfortunately, I know the <laughs> I know I know the feeling, man. It's yeah. it's terrible. The last, GM, uh, it. the last
4: the last D anD D campaign I played, my friend uh, hosted it. Uh, well, I'm sorry, uh, GM it. and uh, I was basically Hellboy. Nice. That was really fun.
5: Well, on your topic, I actually have some sort of example. Uh, I once ran a pirate
4: themed D anD D campaign. Did that.
5: And uh, using, uh, we're running it on the Pathfinder system. I don't know if you're familiar with it at all.
4: I have not played Pathfinder, but I've heard a lot about it.
5: It's a. Uh, did you play
4: 3.5? Yes, same thing.
5: It's very, very, very similar. Uh, there went half our audience. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is the same thing. <laughs> it, regardless, uh, what I did was I had everybody make a character, and uh, I had each person come into a separate room to with me and uh, explain to me. What their character is, who they are, where they've been, uh, what their job is on the boat, and why they are like on this sh- this uh, ship at all to begin with, and through their characters' stories or uh, what they told me, I created the world of the pirates. Off of that, I mean, I don't. That's not as drastic as there's no dragonborns in the world, but uh, I made some of the relationship stories and how people got uh, from point A to point point B. I had a huge arc in the story about one of my characters was an exiled elf prince, and like the whole like second arc of the storyline was their his family. Coming to try to make like his dad died, and they're trying to make him take the throne. Yeah, and he when he yeah, and when he refused, he started like kind of a war with them. So you know, like through that sort of character generation, it really built the story. I don't know how much it changed the world because the Pathfinder world is kind of set in like a, you have a imagination of what it is to begin with, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's got bl- it's blurry at the edges of the map exactly. Uh, so you can just just character creation is really where i get a lot of my story from the more information you give me on your character the better i can make a world and the better story i can build
3: but through. is that um is that your character backstory creating the world that you're living in or altering it i think it's because both it's a slightly different feel it's a slightly different feel if the world exists to support the character's backstory, or if the character's backstories are affecting the world that already exists.
5: If you can get a good balance between that, regardless of what it is, if you if, if as long as you have your character feel like whatever is happening is personal to your character, it makes it a better role playing experience. Absolutely,
3: I'd say on the uh, on the topic as a whole, yes is the answer. Yeah, yes, your Do character's it. backstory should affect the world that it lives in. That's definitely the answer, but how do you choose? How do you choose what to, what to alter? I don't know because uh, we'll from back that to... from that exact
1: same example, I I still think Woodard gave you a handy in that room, and <laughs> after that hat you gave him, wasn't that Woodard
5: you gave yeah, that yeah, that yeah, top
1: yeah. hat that allowed him to dominate
5: creature? All no, the time that somewhere? that wasn't he actually. There was an item in the book. He just changed. Was it, it really? He changed it from a necklace to a hat. That was the only oh, thing he did. God,
1: so. And it had no trigger. He just did it, and no, and you couldn't even know it was being done to you. some oh wondrous item.
5: in the book. I was
1: like, it's a nuclear weapon version of a magical. <laughs> book.
3: My initial reaction when you when you sent me the topic was thinking of the all the old blogs and whatnot, where the PCs bring back this massive horde of gold from the from the uh, the dragon's cave and then ruin the economy of the little village where they go sell everything and <laughs> and. Uh, and, and shut down seaports across the uh the lake because all of a sudden all the money's over here. Uh and, and those were the effects that I was thinking of yeah. the PCs having on the world. But I think when you're when you're generating your characters uh and and this comes down to for me, the reason I've I've mentioned to these guys having the character generation session. And that's because as you sit down and you run through this character generation, you, you're kind of building the interface for your characters in the world, and the GM being the world, and the players themselves being the characters. You kind of need you need some connections there. Otherwise, you wind up just playing a, a mindless. It doesn't matter what your backstory is if the GM doesn't use it, then it doesn't it doesn't come into play ever.
1: Now, I tend to tell stories that I have a lot of preconceived notions about, and I tend to tell them in my own worlds. Like, even if I'm playing 4th Ed, I won't necessarily play in the in the Forgotten Realms. I tend to keep them limited in scope, and I've never really played a campaign long enough to do a lot of world building. I've done some world building on my own, writing stuff and just fooling around, but uh, not so much in any of my campaigns. That said, I do like the idea. Like, one of the better campaigns you ever ran was that one where we incorporated everybody's storylines idea, ideas into and it was a good format for it because everybody's homeland can just be okay. That's that island over there. Okay, that's yeah. that island over there. Like, <laughs> and uh, I, I have a fondness for for uh, uh, world hopping. Um, you know, I like interdimensional uh, uh, storylines. I like island hopping storylines. You know, whatever you're setting was to be. But very often, I have a story that I want to tell, and paying lip service to what everybody's ideas, you know, for contribution were. Sometimes I'll change the world, but I would have a tendency to do Matt what you did here, uh, and kind kind of steer things back to way to, to normal, you know? Right. Like uh, accommodate whatever mm. it was they said, but find a way to accommodate it by making it essentially
3: no. You a walk a dangerously thin line. I know between I Collaborative storytelling and railroading. Did and I mentioned I haven't uh, had very many long
1: campaigns.
3: <laughs> <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, we may come up with a base idea for what we're going to be playing, what type of a setting we're going to be playing in. When I sit down to start a new campaign, we're all sitting in the room together. We're working out the dynamics. We're working out the relationships between the players and their backstories so that I can fit as much of this in as possible. And then I'll start from that point. I have the characters' backstories as the only absolutes that I have in the world. And then I'll start trying to weave them together and figure out why this band is together. What are they going to do? Who's the bad guy? What's he want? What's he know about these guys? You know, what's he want? Why is there an issue? And I kind of start from the character's backstories when I do that. I may have a basic idea of what kind of a game we're going to run, but I can almost guarantee you, if you give me the uh, I have no family, you know, I'm the loner, then um ninety percent uh, of the characters no, that play in my games. Uh, right. <laughs> Steve. If you give me that, you can guarantee <laughs> you, you're guaranteeing me that your family is going to be on the other side of the coin at some point. You're you know, you're gonna have to find out that your uncle was actually the the evil mage over here. Or you're gonna have to find out that the half of the people that were actually in this little village that were killed were all your extended family. And you're gonna have to deal with the backlash from that stuff.
0: That's yeah, that's something that could probably make it a little bit more easy for a... Uh... A GM is like family ties. Whenever Absolutely. you are creating a Michael character, Michael J. Fox, right, Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you
1: uh, how did Parkinson's get into
0: that? Wow, uh, have the you know character creation session that you, everybody usually has, hopefully before they actually start the campaign, right? And you can have okay. So, like as a GM, I would probably ask like, what you, What is your your family is going to be? part of a group of important NPCs or maybe like you're so for example your brother is like the evil uh ruler of this clan that you're also part of and what does your character do or how does your character feel about your brother how do you feel and what do you what kind of like time do you spend with him so so how do you feel about what he might do you know
1: you're fishing for this story hook it's your kids, Marty. Your kids. <laughs> it's
0: more like uh, if, so, for example, if they told me, like, well, they feel kind of impartial or they kind of want to, uh, they don't really go along with, like, what their brother says or they're, they they respect him, but they don't feel like what he's doing is right. I might have the brother be kind of, like, more bullheaded and bold, and uh, that would affect you know, obviously how every all the other player characters played the game and interacted with this But let's NPC. say,
3: to, to, to stay along the lines of Matt's topic here, right. let's say that your brother is the newly crowned king. Mm-hmm. And you personally, and you ask, the, you ask the player, hey, why don't you like your brother, or how do you feel about your brother? The player says, I'm a paladin, I don't like my brother because he's a debaucher, he's a drunk, he's a gambler, you know, sure. whatever. Yeah. And since he's older, he's taken the crown. With that little move, you've changed the outcome. You've changed the way the you just world go, and the area around your players are going to be, because now you have a dirty king. Or if you just go, hey, what's your character? And he's like, oh, he's a prince. My dad's
5: the king. And you're like, but I have this other thing who's <laughs> we the gonna king. We're going to do this little yeah.
3: street story. Well, I don't know.
1: The, the king of Fleet Street. He's the, <laughs> <laughs> the 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 most charismatic hobo in town.
3: So... so but now you, you've taken, with, with the the Dirty King on the throne, you've taken the city and changed it from maybe Arabelle, the Shining City of the North, and turned it into, you know... Shantytown. Manhattan at night. Whoa, dude. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> 80s Manhattan at A- night. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> N- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No Pretty way. Giuliani. Batman year one
5: <laughs>
0: Manhattan. Sorry, Brian, I cut
3: you off. What were you saying there? I was just going to
5: ask Matt here... Of our opinions, what do you think? Like, what do you, do you, with your experience? It seemed to be a pretty positive experience. I mean, with the ideas that we presented with you, I mean, is this uh, positive?
1: But I'd say it was a lot of work for him to get it to work. It seemed like you had to noodle that it, one out.
5: I
4: think, I think, I don't
5: know. That's fun to me. What he had it, to
4: do, it, is, it, it, was, it fun. was easy. I mean, it, it once I made it a fact, it was easy.
3: Right. Okay, you just had to. Yeah, oh, okay. So reconciling
4: just, it was the word? Yeah, it, it basically he made the prehistory of the world. That's
5: and that's fine. Yeah, that's I, neat. And I'm like you. Whenever we sit down and play a game, I'm very improvisational. I, blah, 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 if I could speak English, like you, yeah. <laughs> um, improvisational. The, yeah, there yeah, you, you, you go. Hey Dan, can you cut that into where I so I speak it, but yes, it's his words. I will. Great. Say. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm like you as a DM. I don't prepare much, and I I kind of do it on, on the. On the fly. Oh no! I was going to say I have had, but go past like regular campaigns. We have
1: all of us had like the the, the hardcore improv campaign. The like it's
5: like, hey, let's play D and D tonight. Okay, roll up characters. <laughs> yeah. Who's the DM? Roll. You get short straw, or it's more like, yeah, it's like no, I'm going to start tell
3: telling
1: the story Brian while
3: the you're DM.
5: still rolling up characters. Let's yeah. go. Like yeah, <laughs> exactly. So when people build the world during that sort of situation, yeah, it's super helpful, and it seems yeah. to kind of be what happened to Matt here.
1: Yeah, I'd say when I don't have to world build everything myself because people are throwing it in at times like that where I need them to, that is
3: useful. Well, I think uh, you've mentioned before about you tell a better story than your players. Yeah. Um, I think it comes down to uh, you can tell War and Peace on your own, but is it more fun to tell War and Peace by yourself or three Billy Goats Gruff with some friends?
1: Let me tell you the story. I was going to do this in my uh, Horizon the next time we play, but I've been listening to another podcast, another new podcast. Uh, Dan Harmon, the producer of the first couple seasons of Community, yeah. a writer, executive producer, Um, he got fired for fighting with Chevy Chase, and now he's Bouncing around writing a couple of pilots, but he also records a podcast. The Nerdist owns comic book shop that has studios upstairs and a little bit of a stage in back called the Nerd Melt Theater, I think. Yeah, and he gets up there with a comedian friend of his named Jeff Davis, who's famous for having been on Whose Line It Is anyway, and doing some writing jobs. And they got up there and they were just shooting for a year before they started recor- recording it as a podcast. Now, but in like their fifth episode, they went, "Hey, it'd be really neat. It'd be podcast history to start actually playing D and D on a podcast." They had no idea.
3: <laughs> that actual <laughs> plays existed, or
1: anybody was already talking about this. Wow! So, so they literally they they like went, "Hey, does anybody know out there know how to DM?" And somebody stuck up his hand, and it it was jackpot. The guy they got is like a, a, a complete straight man. He's so deadpan; it's incredible. He got up there. He he's an AD and D player from way back in the day. <laughs> a guy named Spencer.
4: Where you go, Spencer? They
1: even went on tour with the show eventually, and they took him with him because they started playing D and D for like at least a half an hour in every one of their episodes. And they've, they've had, you know, Ryan Stiles and 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 all kinds of improvisational comedians who are friends of theirs come up there and play with them. And by the way, uh, it, it's really funny. The first episode I ever listened to was one with Ryan Stiles. And he walks up and goes, I have no idea what we're doing here. And, and Jeff Davis says to him, have you ever done bad improv? And the whole <laughs> crowd just cracks up. And then they just start going. And one of the problems is these comedians who, y'all, Greg Proops is on a couple episodes. He plays a, uh, a, a unicorn named Tylenol with codeine. That's great. Because it makes you feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> uh, but uh, a lot of these comedians and sometimes just for pure sake of it, Dan Harmon and his co-host Jeff Davis will just start making <laughs> up like just just throw it out there like Greg Proops like was doing voices and was role playing characters that weren't his character like he was just jumping in as as Johnny <laughs> and, and like given the wrong answers and spencer the dm just had to roll with it he, <laughs> like he just had to adjust and he and he's so deadpan he just goes uh, yeah like <laughs> yeah can we can we go on the path to the woods uh yeah sure um the the about three miles down the road and he's just making it up off the top of his head with that but he speaks slowly enough that there's not even a stutter it's so weird <laughs> Proops at one point gave somebody an emerald dagger and said, this will help on, on your journey or whatever uh, to get into the forest. And, and they're like, it will? And they look over at Spencer and he's like,
3: uh, yeah, it will. <laughs> and somewhere along
1: the line, he made up a thing to like rationalize that
3: back out. It was great. And that comes back to, not necessarily during character creation, but uh, that comes back to yes and, which is a method of GMing that um, obviously Matt is, is privy to. Because mm-hmm. rather than saying, no, you can't call him that, you have to call him, uh, what was his name? What was the character's name? Uh, Johnny, oh, the, I, the, the... Highland, the
4: last dragonborn? Yeah, there that's right.
3: Go. The Just the dragonborn, or just, you know, there's, there's a couple of us left. Or is the Highland, same? the last dragonborn <laughs> on the east side of... Yeah, the, <laughs> la- the, <laughs> last <laughs> the last blue dragonborn. dragonborn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. By yes-ending that, he created uh, an experience that was very personal to the player in his world. Rather than just cutting it, cutting it loose and saying no, you can't do that.
1: I would have to say that if I already had the idea that a Dragonborn was going to be in my campaign, I would probably have had the first inclination to say no, you can't, which would be wrong. I know now, but it, it's just the the easy go to for me. So, in DMing.
3: so what are the dangers of this? What are the dangers of doing this for your characters? Well, you can get stuck, Matt.
4: What do you think? Yeah, you can. Uh, if you run out of wiggle room, you're gonna get you're gonna get stuck and you're gonna get to a dead end where you know the. The campaign's gonna die. I mean, I'm that, sure in
1: improv you found, like where you can't find the joke anymore, you know?
4: Well well that's that's the thing about improv, you're not looking for jokes. Oh, you're just doing it. You're just, just being execution. truthful and the yeah. comedy comes from the truth.
3: Okay. So have you ran into any issues in your own experience, Matt, that have been a direct result of you building the world in accordance to your character's backstories?
4: And and it and it gone bad? Yeah. Not I honestly, I mean, I can't think of one. You uh, upstage and
3: uh,
2: <laughs> 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 this is perfect.
3: I uh sitting here racking my brain, I can't really think of anything offhand that isn't just, I feel a like st- it just really a strictly mechanic it. mechanical issue. Like yeah, that, if the player says it. that, you know, I can do this at level one, that's a mechanical problem that if we can't work out and reconcile with the system that we're playing can cause well, issues later. I can or see the that. thing is
5: is people are like, I wanna be a were bore. You know, or okay. like, I want to be... I
1: wanted to be a wereborn so many of your campaigns. I know,
5: <laughs> I know. Uh, or like, I want to be a, uh, a a unicorn, or I want to be a dragon, or I want to be, you know, like something that's not in the book. I want to be this. They, the answer for most of the times usually has to be, no, you can't do
3: that. Unless you're going to change no the rules way. for it. You want to be a dragon? Okay, hey, hey, hey guys, how you feel about being a dragon? You want to be a dragon? All right, we're going to do an empire builder. Where you guys? <laughs> where everybody's all, a dragon. Everybody's a dragon, and you we get are, a dragon, and you get a dragon. We're working out uh, treaties and trade routes and whatnot with the local kingdoms, and so on and so sure, forth. Sure, that Eating sounds cheap. fun.
5: Okay, uh-huh. now what's the AC of all those dragons? How is yours a dragon any different from the next dragon? How do you know well, what spells you can cast?
1: If catch? you, the have, same, if you almost, have the book open in front of you, heck yeah. with you,
3: Matt. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's it's all the same as making the last dragon your characters fought different than the. The, the next dragon. Yes, but that's all flavor. Well, it's all flavor. No, there it's you go. Not. You answered then your own your question. your character
5: is the same as the other character, and your character is the same as the no, other. That's character. not
3: true because the the difference. How many character
5: classes does we, it get? We've had get this
1: it? conversation before about DMs fudging numbers, and 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 my argument was that the books are written to be balanced in a certain way, to be simulations of certain sorts of events. All that is centered around certain limitations of player characters. Right. And when you start breaking those rules, you might as well be playing another game. I'm not saying you can't play your dragon campaign, but I think I need the book that's about playing dragon campaigns
3: exactly. rather than I don't, I don't need the I don't need the book about you playing You start making up cam rules. What are, you, what are you doing playing d We're just, playing like, the game my players wanted to play. You play one year, one of your players. One I, of your, if everyone else wants to play dragons in my campaign, we're going to play a dragon campaign right, and right. I'm going to figure out a way to make it work. Okay, well or, you
4: or if not, you could do what I did the one time. Someone dropped the dragon on my table. Right. And made a flock of geese come by and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Flock <laughs> of geese. It's the he t- was pissed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> ah, geese. Ah.
1: What was the well, thing they,
4: with- It was a flyby. They were all shitting on him and going... <laughs>
3: meow, 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 meow. Just buried him in a pile. Were you guys playing tune? This is amazing. That's awesome, dude.
4: <laughs> Just like...
5: Oh sure, you can be a dragon. You get on by a thousand geese, you die. Oh,
0: basically is exactly
1: next character.
5: See so your other great idea, Sherlock. Remember whose
0: house this is. Get exactly. out. <laughs> That's funny.
1: Remember not to piss Matt off,
5: right? <laughs>
0: you can be a dragon, whatever.
5: <laughs> Goose fly by, eat it. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> let that be a lesson to the rest of you. Part sure me. you wanted to be a Goliath. You wanted threatening reach <laughs> and uh oh, what's the other thing? Uh I don't know. Oh, and you wanted to be large
3: creature. Large, huh? Yeah. See what I did to the dragon? Yeah, there's proportions <laughs> to this. <laughs> <laughs> the um
4: did you have anything to add about this, Matt? Not that I can think of. I mean, I think we covered most of it. I mean, yeah. in my new IKRPG game, I had everyone uh make backstories to link them back to their npc boss which is not as deep as the my my finest example but it's similar what kind kind
1: of power level are you having them at are they warcasters or
4: uh none of them are warcasters. is it like Uh, you
5: like go you like link it back to marduk and all of them like whatever his name is
4: martok you're talking about the the troll
5: guy like you link them back to the casters from the book you mean
4: Oh uh, no no no! I made up a I made up basically an, uh, an ex uh, a retired warcaster of Signar who was uh, starting a mercenary company and he was hiring old contacts
1: oh, and okay. they were Makes each sense. an old
4: contact and they had to figure so out so they had
1: to have their story for how they knew this they guy. were an old
4: contact gotcha great cool, cool so each of them came up with a little ditty about how and why how and many- then they got a letter you know meet here and then it all began
3: how many people are in your game group
4: that game group not that we've all met together yet but it's about 6 or 7 wow
3: wow that's
5: a big one that is a big yeah. group and
4: the last D, the last four e game still I like played, 4e game I think i had 8 around the table wow, wow. Including, and, including and there were the some pains in my ass too
1: <laughs> <laughs> go go population density
4: <laughs> you know real. what i i had a, a warforged at the table who insisted that his chest was a bird cage <laughs> and the tinku assassin would Go in there and play the steel drums. I also know we that guy. Around, and they would play the steel drums on their phone. Wow. So the ambiance was. There. Yeah,
1: he was with the sound effects. Yeah. Nice yeah. guy, that guy. <laughs> Thank God he didn't bring in steel drums. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah.
3: Or, or a birdcage, for that matter.
4: Yeah. I got through it, you know. You just <laughs> take the good with the bad.
1: If it's only a couple guys, at least you got six more people at the table to go shut up.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like uh, when
1: that's one out of three, it's it's a bit rougher.
4: <laughs> I mean, it's not politically correct at all, but uh, the other people who are a little bit more serious about it would would compare them to uh, you know, a mentally handicapped children. <laughs> oh yes. You yeah. mean
5: the retarded.
4: <laughs> I, I, I don't use that word, but maybe. I
5: mean the mentally handicapped. Hey,
3: <laughs> Anybody come up with any ways that this is a, a negative situation at all? No, I think I
5: think we did pretty good uh, at the mechanics. I really do think that if you had
1: written something out a, a whole lot, like you shouldn't, it is going to blow you out of the water if people start throwing stuff in, but you should roll with it and you need to put your thing in the back pocket and do it some other time.
3: Or try to make it fit. Try to make it fit. I mean, just make sure that everybody's got their piece of the story to be telling. Trying to make it fit seems like adulterating your storyline, like I was talking about before. Then write a novel.
1: Oh, all right. I oh. mean, the Dragonborn will come back right?
3: in the game. It was only a time. Bluff called. <laughs> Motherfucker. Sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I feel like um, this, this topic seems like something that, it's, it's kind of the only way I know how to GM, I think, is by incorporating these backstories. with the exception to like a con game or a quick one shot or something where we just want to play through a specific scenario and those rare occasions where you can, you can bamboozle a group of guys to sit down with character sheets that they didn't create and sit down to play for a night with the exception to those rules. I think this is kind of a pretty good, pretty good advice, pretty good way to start your campaigns as a rule. Uh, Fear the boot, uh, another podcast, like anybody listening to our show hasn't heard fear the boot.
4: I'm listening to fear the boot.
3: Yeah. And Fear the Boot talks a lot about the uh, group template, which is basically the reason the party is is together. Okay. How their how their relationships are the glue that keeps the group together through adversity, and and why they're even adventuring together in the first place. Uh, they've concentrated quite a bit on that earlier on.
1: Orgies. <laughs> <laughs> that
4: would be an interesting point. Yeah, it's all
1: it's all sexual tension. <laughs> just so, like a soap opera
3: so if you want to hear if you want to hear about the group template make sure to check out the early episodes if fear're the boot but I, I'm not so certain that in order to have a good entertaining game you have to have all the characters bound together like that you can have fun with just a throwdown it's a spur of the moment thing let's sit down let's play a Wild west game what what kind of guy you want to be you know <laughs> I mean this is very first thing that happens is the two of us getting a shootout <laughs> there you go you, you can have you can have stuff with absolutely no backstory. I've also played in campaigns where we literally did not know our characters until the information that could have, until information that we were putting forth could be pertinent in the story. We were playing through the characters and learning about them at the same time that so we were So until you them.
1: said you were from this land, you weren't from this land. That's correct. And we until all started you out as mindless brothers Yeah, you didn't have a brother.
3: Yeah. yeah, cool. Which was a lot of fun as well. So I mean, there's another way to go about it. The, the blind, faceless. NPCs who just have a sword or a hammer or whatever, and maybe they didn't until the player said they did. That's a challenge for the GM, but um, it can be a lot of fun too. You, you learn a lot, you can you can build a lot of fun stories out of that.
0: I think that uh, another thing you could probably do is, when you create specific NPCs that you want to show off, and they just get totally destroyed by your, your players, you could have future like sessions uh, in the same sort of setting um, be affected by that so like this yeah, one absolutely. this one tribe that who they whooped their uh chieftain they uh they like res- have a lot more respect for the player characters now or where they come from or like,
3: you because you whooped the chieftain you find out yeah. later that they've all become slaves because they had no good leadership that could get them through the battles that would have
0: yeah now they're all like da- freed they're them. all like downtrodden and like setting fire to each other's houses and stuff like that all because, because... you didn't
3: want to pay the toll at the bridge Yeah. Gotta pay the (laughs) troll (laughs) toll.
0: Gotta pay those those troll tolls. I've talked about it on the show before where it's, uh, I use, there's one setting that I like to revisit a lot of, a lot of the times that, uh, I DM. One of the social, like, structures of the setting is that there's multiple tribes, some of which are loyal to the leadership of the central city and some of which are not. And uh, whenever the uh, player characters mess with one of the tribes that like aren't loyal, maybe they become a little bit more loyal next time they're playing in this setting to this to the city. It's you know true. I mean? I've right.
5: played in this yeah. world multiple
3: times. Well, guys, I think we've uh, I think we've about covered it. Matt, did you have anything else you want to add?
4: Um, not that I can think of.
3: All right, we've been going. It's a little long, not too bad. We'll we're, we're probably come with a little editing. We'll probably come up right around an hour. With this, I'm gonna call it. Thank you for joining us. This has been the Carpe GM Gamecast. I'm Dan. I'm Steve. I'm Brian. I'm Mac. And remember, support the hobby. Support the industry. Support the local game store.
4: And support Probably Questionable Podcast. That'll work. Hey, hey <laughs> there you go.
3: That was nice. You cool. know what? You know what's really sad? I didn't see that coming wow yeah Yeah.
1: oh no no i know i was like he's like i think i had something i'm like oh i really did he has something
0: he played you he played you like a fool he made you look straight stupid i got something
3: carpe gm sucks (laughs) the carpe
1: gm game cast is presented under creative commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives license version 3.0 For further discussion on this topic or just about anything else, join our forum at carpegm.net slash forum. To contact us with questions, comments, and other feedback, please send your emails to dan at CarpAGM.net. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook slash carpegm.net or follow us on Twitter at carpe underscore gm. Thanks for listening.
4: The music for
0: this episode is These White Walls by the New York-based band, Swear, and Shake. Check the links in the show notes for more information. Enjoy!
2: I live in these white walls alone. No regard where I'm going or where I'm coming from. I smoke my weed and watch TV. Doing all this thinking's made me weary of my
5: And I
1: swear, if I see your face,
2: I will keep on living, I don't know your name, but I am a liar, I miss almost everything about you and your smile.